EO Fire 1344. Never judge a book by its cover. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Bill Kerr. Bill, are you prepared to ignite? I am, John. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to go. Bill is founder and director of Adventure Fit Travel, a first-to-market adventure travel company combining travel, fitness, and high-level coaching. Bootstrapping Adventure Fit from strength to strength, he has managed to build Adventure Fit into a strong market presence. Bill, take a minute, fill in some gaps in that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Okay, so uh, I'm uh, Melbourne born and raised, or just outside of the city of Melbourne. Um, I grew up surfing and, uh, and living on the coast and then I kind of moved into the fitness industry a few years ago and then found myself um, where I am now which is the, the director of Adventure Fit Travel, the company that I started and uh, it's all been a real, real whirlwind, um, real whirlwind experience. Well, I like how you put from strength to strength. And Fire Nation, you know, that's our goal, you know, to move from strength to strength. It's not always going to happen. Your slum is going to stumble and potentially even fall. But if you can pick yourself up and go to that next strength, like that's building a business. Now, let's talk revenue, Bill, because you even put here that, you know, you were first to market. And sometimes that can be tough. You know, it's great to be that land grab, to get there, to be first to market. But other times it's tough because that concept hasn't been proven, so to speak. So what ways are you as a company, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, generating revenue in your biz? Well, we generate our revenue basically from our trips. Uh, so we run, we run uh, adventure holidays for for the fitness community and we take um, up to 15 people away uh, five times in the first year. We had five trips in the first year. This year we're looking to go for eight trips um, and all of our revenue at the moment comes from there. We're just, um, we're just trying to diversify into a couple of different revenue streams which is um, we have just started a podcast which is going well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, loving it, really loving it. And, uh, and then we're also looking at um, – Trying to get some brands on board to do some affiliate marketing and uh, and work together because we're starting to grow a pretty pretty strong uh, membership base and uh, readership base newsletter base our, our database is going well so yeah I think in the future we it would be nice to have a few more trickling revenue streams but at the moment <laughs> all of our uh, all of our revenue comes from our trips that we run now are you going on every single one of these trips? Funny that you asked that it was a very big moment for AdventureFit uh, it was two weeks ago when. I returned from the first of our Bali trips, Bali and the Gili Islands, and then I left the second trip in the hands of uh, Dave, one of my staff members. So myself and Dave led the first trip, and then the second trip, Dave and one of my other staff members, Jackie, Whoa. led the trip, and that was the first time that I was able to step away and uh, and actually let the trip run with someone that uh, that wasn't myself. So that was great because that's eventually going to have to be the way that, right, that, things, are, that things are, and it's not as glamorous as it sounds living out of a backpack uh living out of a suitcase or a backpack so much of the year you know i'd like to be able to pick and choose the trips right. and just the ones that uh, that i need to build that i need to suss out and the ones that i need to uh that i want to go on and, and enjoy myself 
No, I do love that. And I do have a couple questions because I'm just kind of curious. Like you did say, a first to market adventure company combining travel, fitness, and high level coaching. So let's kind of talk it through. Like, what does one of these trips look like? Let's just use the Bali example. All right, Bali, for example. So I have been to Bali a bunch of times, so I didn't need to do too much research. But but normally, what I would do for Bali, for example, is I would. Uh, I'm pretty good with geography and I know what there is to do around the world. I've traveled to 35 countries in the last five years and I really love traveling. So I'll pick a destination. This time I picked Bali and I'll make sure that I can plan as action-packed of an adventure itinerary as I can in the seven to 10 days that we pretty much normally run our trips. And then from then, we'll train every day. So we'll do kind of um, weightlifting, um, CrossFit, powerlifting, like a bunch of different styles of workouts but we'll train once a day and then I'll get high level coaches in from many different disciplines. So for example in Bali we had um, Dmitry Klokov who's a Russian world champion weightlifter he's a Commonwealth silver medalist. Um, so he flew over, I flew him and his wife over, he had a ball, he came and ran um, weightlifting workshops for our gang and they got a real buzz out of it. They just <laughs> absolutely loved it because he's, he's one of the stars of the sport and one of the best there is. You know, So that's kind of where the first to market came from it wasn't the fact that I was doing adventure holidays for the fitness community and it wasn't the fact that I was getting high level coaching and doing um, coaching weekends or weeks or seminars no one had really combined the both so that's where I feel that I was first to market in that um, in that aspect yeah no, I love that because that's kind of one of my biggest, to be honest with you, complaints about a lot of vacations that I go on is that I just get fatter and I don't like that because, you know, I'm here at home, I can work out, I have a virtual trainer, I can kind of control what I eat and that's really important. Sure. I love sure. going on adventures and getting out and like doing really cool things, but I just don't want to feel like I'm giving back all of those gains that I had, you know, while I was at home focused, kind of like in my little bubble here. So I kind of love how you combine that and how that goes forward. So if you ever need a podcast coach, Bill, on this trip, like uh, we might need to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get it happening. I've got plenty coming up. You've Let's slot you in. Oh, I'd love to. I would. Now, let's talk about your journey, Bill, as an entrepreneur. Because, you know, again, you first to market, you've had a lot of great ideas. Some have worked, some haven't. You've had ups and downs. But what would you consider, to date, your worst entrepreneurial moment? And, Bill, take us to that moment and tell us that story. There's been so many ups and downs, John, as anyone can attest that started a business. And... um I think what I would call probably the worst entrepreneurial moment was just when it all came to a head and I started seeing someone, a uh, psychologist, for problems I was having with anxiety late 2014 and I've never had any mental health issues but it got to the point, I'd always been a little nervous around groups of people that I didn't know and so on and so forth but the year of 2014, that was the year where I registered the business name 2013. 2014 was spent uh, planning, preparing, getting the first trips up and running and then September 2014 was the running of the first trip and throughout September, uh, throughout 2014, I started to really get stressed with the business because there was so much, so much time I was putting into it, there was money was just getting bled out left, right and center and then it was also the stress of the, the first trip coming up. All these things combined and I just became a really not a miserable person. I was never really miserable, but I started to get this really crazy social anxiety. And, um, and I know this isn't a, a straight black and white business move that was my worst entrepreneurial moment, but 
I believe that it all came from the stress that came with running a new business. I'd never had to deal with anything like this before in my life. And I think it came to the point where I had crazy anxiety on the first ever trip that we ran and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I, I loved the people. I loved the experiences. I knew everyone was having a great time, but me, I couldn't enjoy it. Um, and then following that up, I went straight from there to my best friend's wedding where I was best man and I went through the same experience. And so I came home and I thought, all right, I have to start getting help with the business. I have to start learning how to do I can't just do this myself. I'm not smart enough. I'm not studied enough. And I need to start taking this anxiety thing seriously. So that's when I kind of checked in and, and started seeing a, a psychologist for, to fix that, um, that issue that I had. And yeah, I think that was probably the lowest, the lowest point of the whole two and a half year period. There's been ups and downs and single things where I've, I've made a small mistake that's cost me $5,000 or, or this and that. But I think that was the, that was the overall combination of, of, uh, of starting a business rolled into, yeah, giving me some serious, you know, some issues. I'm really glad, Bill, that you can kind of break this down for us because to be honest, you know, I'm looking at your Skype photo here. I mean, you know, you're a big, strong, strapping gent and, you know, it's hard sometimes for, Thanks, for guys specifically. You're welcome. You know, it's hard <laughs> to, to, to be honest about, you know, feelings and vulnerabilities and emotions, you know, that are quote unquote not manly. And I think it's really important because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, both men and fe- both men and women, but, you know, specifically men who kind of have this perception that like, oh, I must be manly. You know, we just let it keep going until it's just too late. We never ask for help. We never know where to look. And it can really drive you over the edge. And I think, you know, stories like yours, Bill, that you're sharing could really help a lot of my listeners. And again, both men and women that, you know, are really letting pride get in the way. You know, they know deep down that there's a problem. They know that, hey, I know I'm an introvert on some levels, but man, like I am just super anxious around groups of people now. Like, what do I need to do? Like, like these are you know, problems and questions that people are asking themselves every day, all day, in different varieties and in different spectrums for sure. But the reality is, Fire Nation, you have to talk about it. You have to communicate to loved ones, to professionals. You need to have that conversation. It has to start. You need to see where unwinding that yarn will lead because it's only when you get to the base of that yarn that you're actually going to know, hey, okay, now I can potentially create the solution. So, Bill, that's my huge takeaway, you know, is just communication and just be open and honest and let's just be real about what's going on in our world as entrepreneurs. I mean, it's stressful. We get it. Like, you have a lot of pressure on you. Like, these things are going to build up. Like, I remember when I was applying for law school and then about to start law school, like I would wake up in the morning and I was just grinding my teeth and I'm like, I've never grinded my teeth Mm. before. Like, where's this Mm. coming from? And yeah, I had to get to the bottom of it. Like it was strange. You know, I was 27 years old and it was the first time that it happened to me. So a lot of food for thought, but Bill, what would you say was the best thing that came out of that for you? Like, what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from that story that kind of led to, I'm not really looking for a happy ending, but just like, you know, you improving from where you were. Well, I think that whole experience made me improve in business sense where I, uh, I went out, a mentor actually came to me um, who I deal with now on a regular basis who's been great and I also have bettered myself as a person. So I started um, seeing a psychologist which I only, went, I only went and saw her for four or five sessions but then from then I started implementing things like meditation. Um, I implemented uh, a system that I use daily to try and make the most out of my, my weeks and keep my body and brain running at its, at its optimum. And that's things like trying to get a, um, one little meditation session in every day, trying to get some reading in every day, starting the day with a cold shower and a green smoothie, getting eight hours of sleep. So I'm very conscious of these points now. 
So I used to, for a couple of months to make it into a routine or a habit, I, I had a little chart where I'd tick off each day if I hit one of those goals and then I'd try and better that score the next week. And I did that for a couple of months just to get in the, the routine of it. Right. Now I don't so much fill out that little, um, little chart but I've picked up all these habits, especially meditation is probably the biggest one. Um, which I was always very against. I've never really been a spiritual person. My mother's a yoga teacher, very spiritual, and I've always been just the polar opposite. But it's just helped me to become a more grounded, a more relaxed, a more calm and, and cool under pressure person. It's just made me happier and, and, and a better person, a better business owner. So let's talk about cold showers for a second because you know there's a lot of different ways to do cold showers and, and the reality is I'm too much of a wimp to do a straight cold shower as it is right now. I hope that I improve. But what do you do for a cold shower? And this is quick, Bill. Like couple, you know, couple sentences. Like, what does your cold showers look like? My cold shower looks like I wake up in the morning, turn the cold on, ice cold, <laughs> as cold as I possibly can. I jump in there, I wash myself head to toe in literally thirty seconds, and I get out of there. Oh, but but I it love shocks the, the body, shower. shocks the body, the the endorphins kick in. And uh, it's just a great way to start the day. <laughs> Define great way. I mean, I just love rolling out of bed knowing that I'm about to get into a steaming pipe hut shower. Like, it really makes me happy. Oh, better. <laughs> but, you know, I do end with cold. So maybe I'm getting better. I do end cold for, you know, a solid 30 seconds um, to kind of spike me up. But uh, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. So let's do a little bit of a shift now. And I want to talk about what you consider one of your greatest aha moments to date. So take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. Okay. So I think with my aha moment, it was probably probably the end of, uh, of my first trip. I wasn't really sure. I remember I spoke just earlier about the fact that I really didn't enjoy the trip myself. I was, I was struggling. I was stressing. I, I wasn't sure. But at the end of the trip on the, the final day, I had we had uh, nine clients on the first trip. We had ten a sell out, sold out trip, but one pulled out at the last minute. Um, and basically, every person that came on the trip came up and on the last night uh, at the dinner came up and shook my hand and thanked me personally for the greatest experience of their life. And that was probably the point where I thought, okay, that's the most important piece of the puzzle: the product, the experience that I'm selling to people, the large, big ticket, life changing item. That's what's got to be. A plus plus plus, or I'm going to fail. Basically, everything else I can learn along the way—the business, the business side of it, the um, the sales and marketing side of it, the back end of of the whole the whole thing—that's that's not the most important part for me. The most important part is the product that I'm actually selling to the people. They want to walk away and have just had the most amazing time. They want to go tell all their friends. They want to remember it forever. And after the first trip, I, I really got the feeling 100% that that's that's what I'd done. And, uh, and every trip since then, I, we just came back from Bali and I had a guy, Ash Bedford, um, good friend of mine now, Ash. He came up and he shook my hand and told me that I'd changed his life forever. He, he sees things in a different light. And that not only is an aha moment as in, okay, I think I can do this, but it's also really um, something that will give me a kick or, or a shot in the arm and, and say, it just, it's just very motivating to hear that. That's actually what makes you, you know, it all worthwhile and puts a smile on your face. No, I love that aha moment for a lot of reasons, for sure. And the reality is this, Fire Nation, when you're driving to work and you're stuck in a community, you're sitting in your stupid little cubicle and you're just not enjoying life or your job, you know, you picture like, what's it going to be like, you know, if I 
could be my own boss and run my own company. And of course, we just paint like the best case scenario. We don't, you know, think about the heat or the travel connections or having to manage everybody, the stress of booking everything. Like those are real things that happen when you're living in the reality. So just like Bill said, it's not super fun to live out of a suitcase, you know, 360 days of the year. It's just not like, you know, we as humans, we love to have that sense of control of our environment and getting into rhythms and habits. So, you know, Bill had to put in that work at first and he realized, hey, this isn't just going to be like a pleasure ride for me either at the very beginning. Like I got some things to learn, things to progress. So just realize going in Fire Nation, it's not going to be snap of the fingers, amazing overnight. It's going to take time to create your vision down the road. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Now, Bill, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? The back end of my business, spreadsheets, uh, profit and loss statements, so on and so forth. What are you doing to uh, improve that? I'm about to start business coaching with a Dutch business coach who has won um, business coach of the year, international business coach of the year from some award. Um, yeah, last year, or is it, he's comes highly recommended from a friend of mine. So that's what I'm going to do to uh, to fix all that up. Well, my recommendation would be to hire somebody who's great at doing that because you know yes. your strengths, Bill. Amplify those things, dog, and get somebody in there that's good at the back end so that you can be doing what you want and are great at doing. Now, what is your biggest strength? Probably the vision, driving the vision of my brand. I think the front end of my business is fantastic. People from the very start have said, Who's that big adventure company that you're working for? I've had big brands like Reebok and Bulletproof Coffee that have inquired with us about working together. Um, I think the vision and and the uh, the branding and and yeah the building of the brand is probably my biggest strength. I think I've done that quite well for someone who came from no business training, no marketing training, no sales training. Um, yeah, I'd say that's probably probably my strength. What is the one thing you're most fired up about right now? Uh, we got a new batch of trips coming out. My favorite destination on the planet is South America, and uh, we're just about to start our first foray into South America with a with a Peruvian Machu Picchu training adventure later in the year. And I'm then in. we're working on a. You're in. I'm in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it to a few people, and I get the same response. I think it's already a sellout. I haven't even released it, but it's a sellout. It's been on my bucket list for a long time. And uh, now that I'm going to be living in Puerto Rico, it's just a little puddle jump over to, to that oh, neck man. of the woods. So we can, we can make, it happen. make this I'm, happen, I'm brother. Keller, well, I love that. And Fire Nation, you're going to love the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. But we're going to first take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Ever started working on a project and been so excited you forgot about hiring someone to help make it a reality? Finding someone who is trustworthy and who can help bring your project to life is a big deal. That's why I love super niche businesses created to help solve a specific pain point like TopTal. I interviewed the founder of TopTal, Brendan, back on episode 132 of EO Fire. Brendan is very passionate about helping people find the perfect developer or designer, so much so that TopTal only accepts the top 3% of those they screen. TopTal also offers a risk-free two-week trial period. If you're not happy with the work done during your trial period, TopTal will pay the developer or designer and you'll get your money back. To get started on this amazing two-week no-risk trial, visit toptal.com fire or shoot me an email and I'll personally introduce you to the executive at TopTal who can help you get set up. John at eofire.com. Bill, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I sure am. I'm ready to yes. go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Travel, seeing the world. I, uh, 
I started a business when I was young. I wasn't ready for it when I was 22, 23, and then I, uh, I traveled for about four or five years, and uh, that was what was holding me back. I just wanted to keep traveling as much as I could, and then I had to find a loophole, which I've done now, to uh, turn it into my, <laughs> in my career. <laughs> loophole. What is the yeah. best advice you've ever received? Never judge a book by its cover, and that's, uh, that's in relation to people that you meet. I, uh, my very first day of my first backpacking trip, one of my best friends told me this. He'd done a lot more traveling than me. And uh, we were hanging around with some, some real Geordie Shaw style um, English chicks and uh, <laughs> really not my, my cup of tea that I, like off the bat, I wouldn't think they're very loud, very brash, very obnoxious, but they were the two best chicks that you would ever meet. And that was a perfect example of just always take the time to try and get to know someone, find out what makes them tick and you quite often will really surprise yourself. What is a personal habit that contributes to your success? I think I work hard. I think I'm probably able to work as hard as I do because I'm passionate about what I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people might have thrown in the towel earlier on um, along this kind of journey. But uh, I think um, I'm kind of proud of myself and how hard I've worked to get where I am. Share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation. Okay, so I've got a great one here. I'm not sure. It's probably been shared on the show before, but Trello. Um, Trello is a shared workspace that I, um, that I use to coordinate my VAs. So I've got two VAs in the Philippines that work, one on the podcast, one is my assistant. And, um, and we structure all of our tasks, all of our high-priority tasks, all of our bigger tasks, all through, through Trello. Um, everything that happens in our business is noted on a date on a note in Trello and then we can go back, find any link that needs to be there, find any document, find any date, any notes and it's all there and it's all online so it can be accessed from anywhere in the world. It's been a real lifesaver. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Shantaram, this is not a business book but I, I had to recommend Shantaram because it's the number one book that I recommend to anyone. That's because it's I'm a bit of a softie, but it's the only book that's managed to make me cry. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's 900 pages, so buy everywhere, but it's worth it. Shantaram's my favorite. Well, I can tell you that I lived in backpacked India for four months uh, back oh, in 2009. Oh, yeah. I was in Leopold Cafe reading Shantaram. Oh, man. <laughs> I just got, I got back from Nepal last year, and that was my plan. I wanted to get down to India. Yeah. I wanted to get down to India and just hang around Leopold's and do the Shantaram tour. Yeah, it was killer. It was killer. And I did Nepal too, actually. I did the uh, the great trek of Mount Annapurna, which was awesome. That was oh, a great sick. trek. Yeah. Awesome. Killer, killer time. That location over there, just Nepal, India. I mean, it's just a different world, which I love. Like, that's what I was Pretty looking for. Like, I, yeah, I just didn't want to go, you know, to, you know, basically some place where it's going to be like another version of America. Like, I, that's what I love about traveling to these really cool, different parts of the world. Now, speaking of different parts of the world, you're going to a very different part of the world. You're, in fact, Bill, going to another world with this question. And it's the last of the lightning rounds. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a completely brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one, you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay. First thing I'll do is I'll Google the best bar in town, and then I'll use the $500 eating and drinking beers at the bar, making contacts for the next seven days. 
<laughs> you know, some people in Fire Nation <laughs> might be laughing at that, but I moved <laughs> to San Diego in 2009. It was a Thursday when I got here. I didn't know a person in San Diego at all. I was a New England Patriots fan, which is a football team in, in the Northeast because that's where I'm from. So I just Googled New England Patriots bar. The first bar that came up, I walked to and I met a guy in a Patriots jersey who I am still friends with today. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And it's also, it's not who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So if you've got absolutely nothing and uh, and no uh, no contacts, no, you know, no acquaintances, then you're going to have to find some. And that's that's legit. That's what I'll do. And I'll keep you sane as well. Bill, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. So everything that AdventureFit Travel does is on our website, www.adventurefittravel.com. We've got all of our podcasts there. Our podcast is AdventureFit Radio. Um, uh, we've got our blogs. We've got all of our trips. Otherwise, you can find us on all the social media channels, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're at AdventureFit Travel and at AdventureFit Radio for the podcast. And what is your parting piece of guidance? Part of Fire Nation that wants to start a business. It's always very daunting. I would say uh, just get out there and, uh, and give it your best shot. You can only fail and then you'll learn and you'll, uh, you'll come back better for it. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my piece of guidance. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with BK and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Bill in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, you can go directly to adventurefittravel.com and come to Machu Picchu with us if there's still room. You can check Ooh. out his podcast, Adventure Fit Radio, which is obviously going to be awesome. And you can just see all the other stuff that we have uh, on the show notes page, which is going to be killer because we talked about it today. Bill, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. JLD, thanks. It's been great. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite 